pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 244. Today I'm going to chat with Dusty Ball from Neo Mag, discuss California's evolving gun ban, highlight a new lower from Lingle Industries, and talk about a traffic stop that did not go how you'd expect. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Before I get into it, guys, I want to tell you, you need to leave an iTunes review. I don't know what's going on lately. We haven't had a ton of iTunes reviews. We have none for today. And I'm just wondering if people just stop listening towards the end or what's going on or you guys get busy. I'm telling you right now, go on to the Apple app on your iPhone and leave an iTunes review. If you have an Android or something, I don't know. I don't know. Dusty, do you have an Android or... Oh, yeah. I have an Android. And I have to say, leaving a review is just polite, right? Yeah. Well, it's polite, but isn't it harder on an Android? I don't know. I... uh, You've never left a review. I just tap and hold on the podcast. Oh, okay. All right. So then... see how to do it right now. All right. So now you know how to do it. Before we start the show, I've got to say, man, my lower back is killing me. Like, I feel like I'm 90 years old. I'm literally sitting here with, you know, peaches on my lap. I'm in a bathrobe. I have my heating pad on my back and I am like in the worst pain ever. (laughs) And all I keep thinking is it seriously sucks getting older. Yes, I am. I'm 28. I turned 29 and I'm already starting to feel the the age. Yeah, it just. uh, And did you did you just like wake up? And have this issue? I don't know. It's or... weird. So I've it's like lower back pain. And I noticed it in the last couple of days. And like, it's just gotten progressively worse. And it sucks because <laughs> the day that this show comes out on Monday, I leave Arizona to go to a training class where I'm doing long oh, distance no. shooting and reloading. And it's for a week. And I'm like, okay, my back better get better. I think I'm actually going to go to like a chiropractor after this and see if they could work yeah. their magic. I don't know. Get yourself some uh, icy hot patches and oh, I know, prepare right? yourself for a life of pain seriously is. yeah i know i hate it so hopefully your guys's back is feeling great and yeah get ready for a fun filled show that's for sure all right oh, i'm stoked i'm stoked too i'm actually really excited to have you on you're definitely a lot of fun <laughs> okay but before we get into what is that you do talking about smith and western real quick If you guys are looking for a good, affordable AR, definitely check out Smith & Wesson's M&P 15 Sport 2. They have a number of different versions to choose from, including the versions with the standard 4Ns and A2 front sights and Magpul MOE furniture. Some models come with a crimson trace red dot. They have a 16-inch barrel, six-position stock. MSRP ranges from $768 to $834, which is a hell of a deal for an AR these days. Just kind of depends on what version you get. You can check these out at smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right, so Neomag, before we get into what it is that Neomag does, I just have one question. Like, where's your sidekick, Greg? Sidekick. Oh goodness. Yeah. Oh wait. Greg well, you're 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 is... his sidekick. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So Greg is 
he's working. We've put out a lot of content lately in terms of filming with people that we like to shoot with. And Greg is editing currently. Mm. So he is swamped with editing. And as you know, editing takes a long time. And so today it's just me and no Greg because we got to get this stuff done. Yeah, no, I hear you. That was me yesterday. I took a bunch of pictures and I just edited a bunch of videos that I had recorded. And it does. It kind of sucks. It's like you wish you could hire somebody, but nobody's going to do it quite like you want it, you know? Right. Yeah. And then you spend more time telling them, oh, change this and flip this. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I looked back to see like when I had you guys on last, it was episode 129. Obviously, I've gained a lot more listeners since then. So for those who may not be familiar with the Dusty Ball, which I know when I first met you, I was like, haha, okay, but what's your real name? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and then i showed you my, my id i was like yeah. oh, no this is my real name yeah and then i felt bad and i was like okay well here come on little buddy i'll buy you a drink okay. <laughs> <laughs> that um, was a good time yeah. yeah but tell me i mean give me a little bit about your background who you are what got you into firearms all that good stuff so i'm not classically trained in in sales or in the firearms industry in any capacity i actually went to school for engineering and uh greg as well actually isn't Dang wasn't originally planning on being in the firearms industry. Uh, he went to school for engineering as well. And is that, so is that where you guys met? No, not exactly. Actually, we went to church together. Okay. And so I've known Greg for such a long time. Maybe I think we celebrated our 13th Facebook friend anniversary <laughs> a while back. So that was fun. Nice. But basically Greg is, so he's trained as a, an engineer, I believe. It's a, like a mechanical engineering degree, mm-hmm. and I'm trained as a chemical engineering degree. And so when I had a little side hustle going that turned into like a self-employment, and then Greg was doing Neomag stuff already, and he had just gone full-time. And when you're full-time, you look for other people who have part of their day off, and they can just hang out with you and do stuff. And so we started hitting the range together. I started holding the camera for him. and Essentially, what happened was I just never left. Right. <laughs> so my work slowed down. I was doing some contract work for people, and Greg was like, Hey, I need some help. So I started building Neomags. Eventually, I just kept building Neomags until one day I'm sitting in an office and doing sales stuff. So it just kind of progressed over the years. I just kept working more and more and more. Eventually, he started paying me. So that was good. <laughs> right. And we, started doing things together and i always liked greg so it just kind of worked out to be with someone you like and yeah do things together we goofed off a ton at the beginning because we didn't have near as much work as we have to do now i know right that's how you know i mean that's how you know you're doing well because you just don't have as much time to do all the fun stuff that you used to right yeah we used to ride like mini bikes in the backyard and throw axes and do darts and make silly videos and it was literally two dudes goofing off in their backyard. And now it's like we have meetings and right. we go and like look at how the company is doing and PLs and all that other stuff. So yeah. it's crazy how life evolves like that. But I miss the days when we used to just ride dirt bikes in the backyard. I know. I could tell. I could just hear it in your voice. I'm like, all right, this got really awkward. I feel like he's like, and we used to be so in love. And now, I mean, I guess we're still in love, but not really as much. The love's not as strong. Just, <laughs> just two dudes sitting in a swan together. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's it's fun. I really do enjoy Neomag still. But 
Yeah. Uh, it's more like a business and less like two guys in the backyard. Yeah. So that's yeah. a good thing. It is. Definitely. So that's how I got into the firearms industry, as I think was your question was. Hmm. That's pretty crazy. So I didn't yeah. know that you guys both had engineering degrees, which I guess yes. has ultimately helped you guys develop a lot of the products. Yeah, it definitely scopes out how we look at things. Yeah. And also, it's weird that you guys aren't awkward because you guys are pretty like great at communicating <laughs> and most engineers are just really awkward. Yeah, so, not only that, I was homeschooled. Oh, so man. Yes, yeah, so you got... Very surprising. Yeah, no kidding. How are you so outgoing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I got married. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little more confidence then. That's right, because I was hitting on you the other day and then you were like, uh, Ava, I'm married. And uh, I was excuse like... Excuse me. Oh, this is so awkward. Uh, well, uh, we'll talk later. Yeah, I was like, all right, we'll have a good day. See you later. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, you know, I was just kidding, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I was like, right, right, you know? Okay, right. but just, let's talk about Neomag. Overall, you guys have come up with a bunch of different products. So what was the product that like paved the road for your success? Okay, so Neomag is a pocket magazine holster designed to look like a pocket knife it's concealable mm -hmm. and it uses magnets so that it can work them work with both single and double stack magazines and then it uses a titanium clip to clamp to your pocket and a rubber dot to keep it from pulling out and when you reach into your pocket you can just retrieve just the magazine it's our flagship product but the actual company name is front pocket innovations llc but everyone knows us by Neomag, oh, which is fascinating. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's the flagship product that we have. It's the Neomag. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's interesting. I didn't know that your company was actually named something else. But I mean, with that said, just so people don't get confused and they're wanting to look you up right now. So it is the Neomag.com though. The Neomag.com. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, I get it. I'm going to take a quick break real quick, talk about primary arms. If you're wanting a rugged doodle scope for an AR, definitely check out the SLX, the 3x32 prism scope with the ACSS CQB reticle for 5.56. It's a compact optic that comes with everything, including the mount. It's a fixed 3x power, which is great for fast target acquisition. And the CQB reticle gives you holds out to 600 meters. The CQB reticle has ranging ladders on the side and a chevron in the center for close range as well as moving target dots. They also included a rail mount on top of the optic if you want to add a red dot as well. The whole thing, including the mount, is only $289.99. And remember, if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you buy, and that is at primaryarms.com. Okay, so what made you guys come up with this idea like, hey, you know what? We need a holster for an extra magazine, which I think, you know, even as an instructor, I think it's always important to have an extra magazine on you. And most people, you know, I can't tell you how many times somebody comes through my classroom. They're like, I'm fine. I really just need like one or two rounds. I'm, I'm good. And uh, that's typically not the case. I mean, it typically takes more than one or two rounds to stop someone, not to kill them. That's not your intention, but to stop them. But you're assuming that you're not going to be like in an active shooter situation where you have to take cover. There might be exchange of fire. There might be more than, 
you know, one person. That's why I'm like, hey, if you can carry an extra mag, like absolutely, why wouldn't you do it? And worst case scenario, you carried this magazine with you all your entire life and you never used it. So that's very true. Another point to add to this, and since we're talking about training today, I'll go ahead and kind of jump the gun a smidge. One of the classes that we've took, taken was with Craig Douglas, and it's a force on force class. Mm-hmm. And I have never seen so many mags pop out of a gun my entire life. Hmm. We, out, of, out of all the evolutions that the entire class did, there may have been two evolutions where a gun didn't jam yeah. or a mag didn't fly out of the gun. Interesting. And because it's like ground wrestling yeah. with guns, which is a probable concept that you may end up fighting somebody on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's a good reason to carry a reload as well. Yeah. Because when the mag is 14 feet away from you, it's nice to have another one in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we kind of figured out long-term, but so, so Greg's process and it, it belongs solely to Greg because I wasn't even in the picture at this point in time, as far as Neomag goes, mm-hmm. he used to just carry a magazine in his pocket. And I know many people do that because they don't want something on their waistband. Yeah. And one of the problems was it was at the bottom of his pocket. And he took a class with an instructor named Andrew Blueball. And he essentially was reaching into his pocket to reload. And it was very slow. And I think that was frustrating to him. Mm-hmm. And so because he was a display engineer at the time, they used magnets to hold up displays and sheets into place and uh, like centric posts and stuff like that. So he took the magnets that they used there and some sheet metal and built it into a rough shape that looks similar to what the Neomag is today to hold his magazine into place. And he got to thinking about like, hey, this works pretty well. And from what I understand, he built a little bit better model and then posted it to like a forum somewhere. And was like, hey, does anyone else want one of these? This is a problem that I had. And I guess what he did was took orders, made them, shipped them out, And then from that point on, it's been rinse and repeat, right? So we've just been providing Neomags to people who have the same problem that we've had. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the origins of the Neomag are. It's gone through six revisions now. Wow. But we've always made it better. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how the Neomag got started. Wow. It's a pretty cool story. I like it. I know. I always love how people get started. Like people have no idea when they look at, I mean, really... I'm sitting at my desk right now and you pick up any object and it's like, you know, just the thought process and the time and the development and all this stuff that like went into this one object and it all has a story. And I just think it's fascinating. It is. Yeah. And one thing I really enjoy about that story is most people think to start a business, you have to have tens of thousands of dollars Yeah, and you have to take that money and buy a thing and invest it and get a loan from the bank. Mm-hmm. When in reality, you need 500 bucks. Yep. I need to take and enroll that money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's such a cool story. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then from the Neomag, what did you guys develop then? I believe our next product was the Rask. Okay. And the Rask came just out of our love for the Revolver community, and they're often overlooked. And the Neomag was designed just to accomplish the same thing. Or the Rask was designed to accomplish the same thing the Neomag did, but for the Revolver community. And so we used the speed scripts that already existed and just we got a cnc there we're like man we got to use this thing so we came up with something 
And that's for, literally so, how the rash came to be. <laughs> and so for those who don't, because you said, okay, it's a speed strip for a revolver. So it holds your, let's say your 38 special 357 ammo on it. It's literally yeah. like a little strip. And does it bend so that you can so, load your so revolver? The strip, exists. the strip was already out. That was the crazy thing. So huh. they already never, made these like that's rubber. So, that's so weird. Because yeah. I've never seen the strip. I've only seen the the actual like speed loaders, the little round things, you know? Yeah. And the strips were made by a company called Bianchi, which is, uh, I believe, a subsidiary of Safari Land. Okay. Um, and so essentially the same problem existed. These Bianchi strips were thin and flat, so they were nice to put in your pocket, mm -hmm. but they just go to the bottom of your pocket. So we're like, we need to put a pocket clip on it, and it needs to work for both ambidextrous people. So, yeah, it just it took a couple revisions, and we got one released, and the product's been okay. They're obviously the revolver community is not massive, but yeah. what's crazy about them is they're very loyal people. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, I know. You know, Smith and Wesson should know. Uh, yeah. your sponsors because they make some of the best revolvers out there we have a couple of them and yeah that's the, the revolver community is very loyal mm -hmm. so yeah it's been nice and then from there you guys because i think the last time i had you on the show you guys had just released the rask yeah and then from there you also released the sentry strap was that next yeah and that's grown to one of our largest products and because I didn't tell people what the rask was, I'll go ahead and tell people what the sentry yeah. strap is. I'm like, so you gotta just strap. you have to act like they just don't know anything. You know, that's how yeah. I am when I when I'm an instructor. I'm like, just assume they have nothing. They don't know anything. It's a fresh. Absolutely. You know, you get what I'm saying. What's it called? Fresh. Yeah. What is it called when you're painting? Fresh eyes. Fresh ears. No, a fresh thing that you're about to paint on. Thing that you're uh, maybe a canvas. Yes, yes, that's the word. A fresh canvas. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! I'm like, what is that All word? Right. <laughs> Oh, so, man. <laughs> um, so for a fresh canvas set of eyes and ears, the problem, I'll just tell people the problem that we had. The problem we had was there was no amazing way to stage your sling on your rifle when you were in a vehicle. Mm -hmm. We took a vehicle course with Donovan, Point One Tactics is the name of the instructor. And one of the things that we came to realize very quickly is there's a lot of snag points in a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And so you want your sling not to be flopping around everywhere. Mm -hmm. But the problem with training is what currently existed was ranger bands, rubber bands, mm -hmm. and blue painter's tape. And all those things work decently well. The problem is they're usually a one-time thing. Like ranger bands are more than once, yeah. but they take a long time to set up. And because we already made a product with magnets, we had magnets at the shop. We're like, we need to make something that just like attaches to the rail permanently or semi-permanently. And it has like a magnetic clasp. And that's literally what we did. We just made a thing and it, you know, the first one worked okay. And so we made another one after that and tried it out and we figured out we wanted a few things. One, we didn't want to toggle any toggles. We didn't want to have to like pick something up off the ground. Mm -hmm. We just wanted it to be able to pop open, put your sling in, pop close so you could stage it quickly and get your reps in quickly. Yeah. And through trial and error and the fact that we shoot a lot really has helped us kind of perfect the Neo Mag or the century strapped into what it is today. Mm -hmm. I and, love how uh, you guys have these videos on your website, which I love. You guys did a really good job on your website, but the, the century strap, I like it because it is, it has that little magnetic component in it. So it automatically just goes right back. And so it's not going to be in the way. It's not going to 
affect your shooting whatsoever. You just pull up that sling and that little strap that was holding it together just, you know, collapses back to its original form. Yeah. So it's definitely we call it gripping and ripping. Okay. Cause you just grab your sling and rip. Yeah. So Yeah, I like yeah. that. And what is MSRP on the sentry strap? So the sentry strap is thirty nine ninety nine. Okay. And then what about the Neo Mag? I forgot to ask about that. So the Neo Mag is forty four ninety nine. Okay, nice. And you guys have actually that came down in price, right? The Neo Mag. So interestingly enough, it did not. We've this is the first time in the history of Neo Mag that we've ever had to raise our prices. And really? Things are starting to cost more. Yeah, we actually have dropped it. So when we first for the Neo Mag specifically, when it first started, it was fifty bucks even. And because we were a growing company, mm-hmm. our processes were getting cheaper and cheaper. And we were like, well, we need to pass this on to the customers. So we just kept dropping the price. And it dropped, I think, I think Greg dropped it $5 before I came on. And then we dropped it another $5 twice during the time that I was working for mm-hmm. Neomag. And this year, we started looking at numbers and figuring out, it's like, man, we got to raise the prices on this stuff. Otherwise, we're not going to be in business anymore. Yeah. So well, plus inflation. We, first time ever. Yeah. And it's amazing how much inflation affects the price of your oh, product. I know. I think, I mean, honestly, I haven't seen inflation not affect. Like, there's nothing that I've not seen inflation affect. Which it's is insane. pretty terrifying, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And a little inflation is good. But, you know, we're not at a little inflation. Yeah, right we're now. like at like we're 15%. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like a lot. I know. Yeah. Hell, even my That's dog. Crazy. I mean, a chihuahua. I, I spent $900 on a basic chihuahua and they're like free in Mexico. Free in Mexico. I could have taken myself on a trip, picked out a dog, flew back, and I would have been, you know, just nice, refreshed, had a nice vacation and had a cute little dog. <laughs> that would have been awesome did you get a new dog recently yeah her name's peaches she's a little pain in the butt <laughs> peaches yeah that's cute man she's, i like little dogs yeah so do i i don't know they're just they're so much easier to handle and they don't this one's like basically hairless like she kind of looks like a hairless cat and she's so ugly that she's cute and you know how everybody thinks like their baby's like the cutest baby ever like i'll totally admit yeah. my dog is like super ugly but like so ugly that it's just like adorable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I that's, do. That's no, how. I do. I, I understand that. I have a Yorkie Catan and she is adorable. Aww. There is nothing ugly about her. She's the cuddliest dog ever. Yeah. And I mean, my I dog's cuddly to too, but she's also teething right now. She just turned five months and <sighs> it's the worst. Uh huh. Like, yeah. I mean, she legit <laughs> makes me bleed. I don't miss those times. No, it's, it's, it's hard. I think it's a weird thing that we as humans feel the need to take what you could consider to be a predatory animal yeah, and then just <laughs> keep them in your house. And then we're just cool when they like draw blood on us and I know. chew on our hands. I Why know. is that? And I don't really understand that. I know. I actually, it's weird that you brought that up because I often think about that. Like how did dogs and animals, like how did we decide like at one point, like, oh, this is really cute. We're going to bring it into our home and we're going to just raise it. See, I wonder this because was it that it's really cute or was it, man, it's really hard to hunt. We should take these vicious animals and train them to hunt for us. I know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, personally, I would be the cuteness factor. Cuteness gets me every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. 
yeah during the times of prosperity i'm sure mm-hmm. we evolved those massive wolves into these cute, cute little, little animals i know yeah mantis dusty have you had any practice behind a mantis product yeah we have we have we have three of them here oh really which ones do you have yeah they um is it is the one for the pistol educated enough yeah it's for the pistol okay because we do a lot of pistol training nice has it like increased your accuracy or i mean has it done anything you know beneficial by using the mantis system so we've been using mantis systems for years now and they've really changed their software mm-hmm. over the over that time. And I actually think that's maybe the best part about the Mantis system because it's more of a diagnostics tool for us, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of my recent goals was to get a, a quick draw yeah. to first shot, right? I wanted it to be sub-second because I wasn't around Instagram when everyone was trying to get the sub-second draw. Yeah. So I had to like, backtrack and one of the things you can do with the mantis system is it it shows you like literally not literally but metaphorically it shows you the motions that you're kind of going through and you can kind of diagnose oh what is happening right here Mm -hmm. that is messing me up and then also i like it because you don't have to mess with like the shot timer at the same time you can kind of roll it yeah all in one session which is pretty cool yeah totally you probably use the X10, which allows you to draw from your holster, which I think is super imperative that everybody needs to practice because you might have great skills on the range. You know, you might be able to change out your mags, you know, whatever, clear malfunctions. But honestly, if you can't draw from your holster quick enough, you might as well just be a beginner. It's, Absolutely. it's definitely one of those things where I think it's super important to use. And it's so interesting, too. Like, I just used it just really quickly. I think it was uh, the open shooting where I would just pick up the gun and, you know, uh, pull the trigger and then obviously rack the slide and pull the trigger. And it was like so weird how it like grades you. I mean, I was, I was getting in the nineties and there was sometimes where I think too much into it and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a good one. I'd like slightly pull the trigger and it's like 92. And then I'm like, and then you can see what you've done too. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, screw this thing. I'm going to do it really quick. And then it was like (laughs) 97, 98, 99. I was like, dang, if you think too much into it and get in your head and it was just really interesting. But then afterwards you can see your total score and it'll tell you exactly what you're doing. And for me, it was like my grip and it was grip tightening. And I was like, okay, I knew, I knew that that was something that I needed to work on, but then you kind of forget about it. And because you kind of go back to your old habits and as long as you're shooting bullseyes, you're, you know, you're like, ah, I'm in the clear. But I mean, even as an instructor, you could be the best shooter ever. There's always stuff to work on. And that's why I really yeah. liked about it. Oh, absolutely. And it's some sometimes self-diagnostics. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's I mean, there's times skill. where I've asked other instructors. I'm like, all right, look at me, shoot and tell me what I'm doing wrong, because it's I, I've been able to like look at other shooters and tell them exactly what they're doing wrong but it's really hard for me to diagnose what i'm doing wrong yeah and not everyone has a community like we do yeah you know we we're blessed to be in this community of people who are just top notch in what we're trying to do mm-hmm. and if you're not top notch you need to like rely on other technology to help you fill that gap yeah absolutely if you guys want to check out the mantis x10 head on over to mantisx.com 
and I believe it is $249.99. Something that you guys didn't have when I had you on before was the awesome EDC trays. Tell me about those and like the different options that you guys offer. So the EDC trays were kind of just something we were excited to make. Uh We wanted somewhere to dump our stuff. Honestly, we didn't really think about price when we made them. We're like, we need to make the coolest trays ever. Right. Because, you know, that's what we wanted. And uh-huh. we're like, oh, we could probably sell these to people. So we did. And we we offer a few different varieties of water buffalo leather inside of different Cerakoted trays. And we had more at one point in time, and we skinned it down to just black, and now we're back up to more again. But one of the things that we do is we offer, like, every month we try and make, or every quarter right now, we try and make another customized EDC tray. Mm-hmm. And these aren't like, oh, here's a blue one with some gold in it or whatever. These yeah. are like, the most recent one was our Star Wars. One. And it is cool. Yeah, because you guys teamed up with Blown Deadline, right? To do that? Yes, yes. It's very cool. And we team up with him a lot to do these. And almost every year we do. Yeah, he's they such a nice guy. Mike is such yeah, a nice guy. He, he does awesome work. Oh, fantastic work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. What is the base of these? Is it a Kydex or is it like a totally different type of another different type of plastic? Actually, yeah, that's the other cool thing. There is no plastic in the middle. So the whole tray, we take a solid block of aluminum. Mm -hmm. We put it in our CNC machine and we machine both sides of it completely from one piece of aluminum. Then we take water buffalo leather and we put them after it's seracoded, obviously. We put water buffalo leather inside of the gaps where you put your gear to protect your thousand dollar pocket knife mm-hmm. and your gun from getting scratched up. And then we have a brass rod that goes into a hole at the very top center of it. And then we have a collet with a rubber stopper. And then you can adjust that collet so that your you can put your gun on that brass rod. Uh-huh. And then you adjust the collet so that the rod doesn't hit your round yeah. and like push it into the casing. Yeah. And so that lets you put your, your handgun, your everyday carry, in its holster on the brass rod. You can dump your phone, wallet, keys, all that stuff. But we've machined in slots for our product, which is the Neomag, yeah, to I go on that. the left side. So that's kind of the beauty. And the, the, it's literally made for us. It's what we wanted. But if other people want it too, then it's available on our site. Mm-hmm. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Actually, I did not realize. I thought for sure it was like, oh, okay, it's like a plastic. And then I was like, because, you know, uh, it shows the cost is like almost $200. And you're like, okay, that's kind of expensive for plastic. But now it makes sense if it's really nice quality metal with the leather and then that yeah. rod and stuff. It looks it looks really cool. Yeah. And it's all made here in house. So can't that's beat that. part of where the cost comes from. American basically. made. Yeah. And it, like I said, literally made just for us. And we just decided to sell it to other people because people kept asking about it. So. Yeah, I know. That's how it always ends yeah. up. And then tell me about the alias. Okay. This is our newest system. And the alias, the goal for the alias was Greg and I wanted someplace to store, like when we're in long car trips, mm-hmm. we want to take our gun off of our waistline and put it, lock it in somewhere in the car yeah. that was still easily accessible. And we wanted to not have a holster in our pants still. So we don't want to take the gun out, put it somewhere. We want to take the holster out and put it somewhere. That's kind of like how it started. And so that idea kind of evolved. We went through several iterations. And at one point in time, it was going to be a belt buckle and a system. And it eventually evolved into what it is now, which is 
what I would consider to be a seat belt like click lock holstered system. So the receiver goes and attaches permanently to your belt. We also have a hard mount receiver that you can attach to your desk or to your car. We have a, a hook and loop receiver that you can put in your like vertex backpack with a hook and loop in it. And then the clips mount to your existing holster mm -hmm. in the locations that your current clip goes on. And then when you mate these two together, the like seat, like I, I call it a seatbelt like lock, but it clicks into place, right? And so now your belt and your holster are one unit. There's no wiggle and it's completely solidly mounted together. Hmm. And so what this does is it lets you, A, your holster doesn't move around. Like when you have a single clip, I, I'm sure you've had this before. When you have a single clip on a holster, it kind of rocks right to left, mm -hmm. right? And that's, the, that's gone completely. Now it is mounted to your hard belt. And then the other thing that it does, is it lets you easily adjust ride height because you just loosen some screws, move your holster around perfectly to where it is, lock them down. And then to release it, you just push a little lever that we have on the bottom or on the side of the receiver. And then you can just pull your whole holster out of your pants or off your desk altogether. Hmm. And so the idea in the system is that it's a modular system. So the receiver will work with all of your holsters that you have. And so you can buy one receiver for your belt and then you just buy clips for all of your holsters. And now they're all just as stable as like a dual clip kind of sidecar style holster interesting that's that's the idea yeah, yeah that's definitely pretty creative and if you guys want just a better rundown to see how it operates you guys included a nice little video like a 36 second video on how it works and again that is at the neomag.com my editor he wants to know when we can get the 1.75 inch alias yeah so we're working on that that's something oh. that's on our to-do list it is actually that is we have we have a lot of things on our to-do list you're um, like so it'll it'll come out two years from now <laughs> well may, maybe not you know in the future for the system we see like here, here's some of the I'm, I'm gonna give you a little tidbit that i don't think most people know so here's some things we have planned we have molly adaptation already done it's ready for launch um so you'll be able to put a receiver on anything that is molly we are looking at getting like a beltless clip system rolling, mm -hmm. utilizing the current systems that are already out there, like the fabric clip and the ulti clip. Those are things that we're considering doing with the platform. We have um, some other stuff that we're not sure we're going to be able to do yet. So we're looking at that. But for we're looking at engine 1.75 and two inch belts. Apparently that's a thing. Hmm. I never have used the two inch belt, but people have asked for it. Yeah. So the receiver will be different. You have to buy a two-inch receiver, but the clip will still fit with it. So it'll be backwards compatible. So this way, the clip that's on your holster will still fit on any of your receivers, even though they're different dimensions. And so all those things are in the pipeline. And we're trying to release something a quarter to kind of keep people engaged, but also to keep a good pace on releasing products. Mm -hmm. Very so. nice. I like it. I'm going to take another quick break, talk about Caldwell. Caldwell has some of the most affordable targets around. 
They offer AR500 targets in a bunch of sizes and shapes with 5-inch plates as low as $19.99, 8-inch ones for $37.99, and then full-size IPSC targets for $209.99. All of them are rated up to 3,000 feet per second impact velocity and 3,500 foot-pounds of energy, so they definitely like to take a lot of punishment. You can check these out at caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10. That's all one word. And that's going to get you 10% off your entire order. And again, that is caldwellshooting.com. All right. So you guys have been making tons of content. That's where you say Greg is right now. Uh, he's just editing yep. all the content that you guys. So how is your YouTube channel going? So our YouTube channel, it's growing. Obviously, it's a baby YouTube channel. At like 22,000 something subscribers. Mm-hmm. And the the whole concept of the YouTube channel is just wanted a better way to reach out to people who actually wanted to see our content. Yeah. And as you know, Instagram's not super friendly to the gun community. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of our energy has gone for the last seven years. So we're trying to kind of branch out that world. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on YouTube. <laughs> you guys are um, on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, just... I like TikTok. Oh my God. That's because you're like a Gen <laughs> <I know>. Z. <laughs> oh, I wish. Wish I was that young. <laughs> no, I think, I think what I, I don't love the company. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's that's not what I like about TikTok. I think the company's trash. What I like about TikTok is the idea that, like, the algorithms show you basically what does well, mm-hmm. not what pays more. So, yeah. as long as you're getting the likes and you're getting people to engage your content, it shows up in people's feeds, and so when you can get gun content on there, it typically does well. And yeah. it seems like people ask good questions and yeah, it's, it's not like Reddit where people are completely rude and mean. I and know, it's right? not like Instagram where everyone's buddy, buddy. Yeah. It's new people. And I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. I can see that. And plus it's much easier to edit your video using TikTok and they have better songs. They do have better songs. Like, yeah. Especially if you're not a business account. Yeah. If you're a business account, you got like the same 30 songs. But yeah. I, I don't know. I that's my thoughts on that. And on YouTube, I really like like YouTube as well. We're trying to put together better content, but more entertaining content and, and just bring value to people. Mm-hmm. Because I think YouTube, I use YouTube primarily for learning. Mm-hmm. And so we're kind of moving in that direction, learning and entertainment. So it's gonna take us some time to find our stride. I'm really proud of the alias videos we released on there. They're like some of the best film work we've ever done. Hmm. And in my opinion, they're not as funny, but they're good film work. Yeah. And then our whiskey Wednesdays are good too. I like doing this. I know I was going to ask you about the whiskey Wednesday. So I've tuned in to a few. It's been a little while since I have, but I remember thinking it was pretty funny. And that's the thing is like, I really love like you and Greg, like together, you guys, I mean, not, not like you guys aren't funny separately, but you guys definitely <laughs> yeah. have such great chemistry and you're, you know, you're really creative and just, I just think you guys are a lot of fun to be around. Although it's been, gosh, I want to say it's been like two years since I've seen you actually in person. I think the last yeah, time I saw you it, was like shot show, not this past one, but I guess two. The Rona one. When everyone got the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, well, before, yeah. before you know, COVID was a thing and everybody got right. it before. Yeah. yeah, although I didn't get it. I've now made it, I don't know how many shot shows in a row without getting sick. 
oh man lord help me i got it, it was yeah well you know what you have to do you need to go around and like start licking toilet seats and build up that immunity that's right yeah. yep when it comes <laughs> to covid get it quickly get mm-hmm. it early and build up that natural immunity that they thought didn't exist all right although i will say i have yet to get it or or maybe i've gotten it and i just i didn't have symptoms yeah it was just, I don't you know. might have the right genes yeah i don't know okay but yeah though. so Tell me about Whiskey Wednesday, though, for those who haven't tuned in. All right. So Whiskey Wednesday originally just started out as a way for Greg and I to somehow figure out how to make whiskey a part of our business. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the the benefit in Whiskey Wednesday for us was that we got to just kind of practice our debating skills. One of the things that we realized is we weren't good at like making arguments for things. Mm-hmm. And so we would pick gun topics. And even if you didn't agree with the side that you were assigned, you had to put together a decent argument on why that side was correct. Mm -hmm. And so we'd start out, we'd look at uh, a whiskey, we look at some history of that whiskey, and then we go into the debate and we debate the gun topic and we try and successfully win our side, even if we don't agree. Mm -hmm. And it it can be difficult at times, but it, it, it leads to some good conversation and we always get to drink good whiskey. Right. So that's how it was. And we're actually kind of making some changes to the platform and we're moving on to doing um, not like product reviews, but just looking at, and maybe a product reviews in the future, but looking at things that we enjoy mm-hmm. using and talking about why we like them and why we don't like them yes. and call it a review, call it what you don't, yeah. but it's not necessarily like we're seeking out products, reviews, just stuff we like to look at. Yeah. Like and that's it. just simply because the gun, and we're also branching out of the gun industry with that as well. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about backpacking and prepping and other interests that we have that don't go bang in your hand. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Whiskey Wednesday. I, I, I really like that. I series. thought for sure when you were like, and we're changing it up a little bit. And I was like, oh, what are you guys doing? Moving to tequila? <laughs> <laughs> tequila? When, what would it be? Tequila Thursday. Yeah. Yes. Maybe we you have guys to wear should. like the, the, there's, I don't know what to call them. Uh, some, some, not sombreros. Sombreros. That a yeah. Spanish, a Mexican hat. Yeah, yeah, sombreros and our little ponchos. Yeah. Well, sick. who knows? Maybe if Whiskey Wednesday takes off and you're like, "Hey, we need to expand," then you can bring in, you know, tequila Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? Thursdays are pretty close to full auto Fridays. We might have to get tequila Tuesdays. Because- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe you do white claw Wednesdays. If you start I love getting white claw, do, uh, me too. OMG, I knew there was a reason I liked you. Yeah, why wouldn't you like white claw? It's like it's like a light rehydrating snack. Yeah, right. I know. I drink it all I the mean, time I- when I do the uh, paddleboarding. I have like a little cooler specifically for like my little white claws that lay flat on my paddleboard and. I paddleboard a little oh, yeah. bit, but then I usually just drop an anchor, drink a whole <laughs> bunch of White Claw, you know, get some sun, and that's my vacation. Get white Claw wasted. Yep. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> and then try to figure out how. I try to figure out like how I'm going to get back because then I'm like stuck in the middle of the lake and I'm like I'm too drunk to paddle, <laughs> or somebody not even, help me. Yeah, not even paddle. I mean, more like too drunk to balance in order to get back to. Yeah. Just lay flat on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly you're you're like on your stomach laying flat with your paddle you're trying to paddle (laughs) that would actually be a pretty funny youtube video that would be pretty funny um yeah i I like my call yeah i like it but i only like it during the summer during the winter i'm like oh no i need something that's gonna like warm me up 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. And then lastly, tell me about the custom shop options that you guys are uh, starting to do now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've got custom shops have been a thing for a while, but we're trying to make them more better. That's the best words I can say for you. More, more so, better. Yes. More better. So we've always had like titanium neomegs and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you can only make so many titanium neomegs before they become just like normal neomegs. Mm-hmm. So we've got our toxic titanium, which is a secretive formula to make the toxic look on the titanium. We got it from a knife maker and we are swore to an oath not to share its formula. But essentially, we put a lot of work into titanium and it gives this beautiful, like, coloring and it looks aged but it also looks i don't know there's no good way to describe it you just gotta look it up on our site they're amazing that's one of our customs and then we also obviously do like custom cerakote work and that kind of thing but we're always looking for like what's next in that that world of custom neomax mm-hmm. and that's- and it's actually i mean it seems pretty nice because it seems like you guys are like okay what do we need to add, you know, to make our lives a little bit better? And with all the training yeah. and stuff that you guys are doing, it's sort of helping to figure out, you know, what might the market need? Yeah, so. exactly. That's literally every product we've ever made has come from some form of training. Mm-hmm. If, if it's in, if it's in like a user style, if it's like the EDC trade just came from, we want nice things. Yeah. I get you it. know? All right. So, and then wrapping up. So anything that you guys have in the future, anything that you can share with listeners? Let's see. I, I know I have some things. I'm trying to figure out if I should share them. I, I think I can. So in the future, Greg and I are planning on creating a secondary brand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> creating a secondary brand. Oh. Um, I'm not going to release the name of it or anything like that, but uh, the whole idea is it revolves around everyday carry items that are outside of the gun industry. So we want to keep our defense line and now we want to start like a preparedness line. Hmm. And we plan on growing the company significantly in, in that aspect. So in the next couple of years, you'll see that hopefully take off. Nice. And this also allows us to kind of expand outside of the gun industry and pull more people into the gun industry. Yeah. Definitely. by reaching them so mm-hmm. very nice i like it i thought you were going to be like oh we're doing wedding planning it's going to be great wedding planning yeah i mean i don't it's know my work guys. wife <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like Greg, but he's got a wife and i'm, I'm not i'm not about to yeah living for him yeah so. makes sense i get it <laughs> yeah, um she's I think, stronger than me i think that's a great idea though i think it's super important to find ways to get the attention of people that aren't just in the gun community, but like outside and then kind of like pull them in, you know, just oh, not like, not like, okay, well, let's brainwash them. Cause that's not the case, but it's just, you know, kind of open their eyes to just stuff that they may not be aware of, or even, you know, things that they typically like were raised to think. And then you're like, no, that's not really the case. And I think, I mean, definitely, I think it's really important that like, we really concentrate on like educating people on, you know, facts about guns and stuff, especially with politicians just constantly wanting to take our rights away. It is. Yeah. The best thing you can do for the gun industry Mm -hmm. is find your friend who's slightly afraid of firearms, but really isn't against them Mm -hmm. and bring them to the range and show them how to safely operate 
use and educate them on here's how the gun works. Here's yeah. how you fire the gun. Here's how you load the gun. Here's how you don't accidentally shoot people. Yeah. And when you educate people, they become a little more aware and it becomes less of a taboo topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So for people who want to find you on the interwebs and follow you on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff, where can they find you? So you can find us on Instagram at the Neomag. You can find us on YouTube if you just type in Neomag. We're like right there. And then our TikTok, I believe, is the Neomag. But you'll find us. Yeah. Just do some searching. I would assume Dig too. around the interwebs. It's probably on your website. I would assume that there's links. Yes, there's That's links it. everywhere. Okay. We also yeah. have a Discord if you want a little bit closer community with us. An you can intimate, join our Discord. An intimate experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and the rule for the Discord is if you can't figure out how to get on it, you probably don't need to be there. Hmm. So Okay, well that would be me. So I'll go. just I'll just stand over here <laughs> and don't worry, I'm not gonna sit with you guys. <laughs> Come on, you know. You just gotta ask, right? I know. I just That's the key. Uh, yeah. I think I have a Discord. My phone was blowing up 24-7 because I was like in some Discord group. And I'm like, okay, I don't yeah. need this. I have enough going on. My phone goes off as it is like 24-7. I'm like, ah, it just... So I think I deleted it. So you may not know this, but one of the great things about Discord is not A's only silent. can you choose what notifications you want, but you can also choose what channels you want notifications from, who you want them from, and all those other oh, things, dang. which is why I think it's a great system. See, you learn something new every day. Yeah. Mind blown. And then lastly, Dusty, you gave listeners a code that they could use to get free shipping on any of their orders at theneomag.com. What is that code? The code is GUNFUNNY. All right, cool. And it's good for free shipping. All right. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you what I've done to get free shipping. Like how many, you know, (laughs) you know when it's like add $50 more worth of merchandise to get free shipping, you're like done. (laughs) <laughs> i mean shipping's going up man with oh man i know you're telling me all right so cool. we're happy to get our stuff into people's arms for free definitely all right moving <laughs> forward <laughs> all righty political af politics what is going on in the world today it's political af California's slow motion gun ban. California has effectively been banning all handguns for years and it's picking up speed. Back in 2001, California passed the quote, not unsafe handgun, which I'm like, what law, which instituted the roster of approved handguns. Some of you might be aware of the required safety Mm. features are a chamber indicator, a mechanism to prevent firing when the mag isn't present and to incorporate a non-existent micro stamping technology. Micro stamping, in theory, imprints a serial number on every cartridge fired so that it can be traced to the gun, which is so freaking oh stupid. I know. Yeah, they got jokes. Of course, completely unviable. The inventor of the technology admits it doesn't work in real world applications. Even under perfect conditions, the etch codes are often unreadable, even under a microscope. And let's face it, with a little bit of sandpaper, we can get rid of that as well. That hasn't stopped lawmakers from mandating new firearms have it before being added to the approved roster. A 2007 law became effective in May of 2013, which required that all new pistols added to the roster have microstamping. Then Attorney General Camilla Harris of California certified that microstamping was, quote, unencumbered by patent restrictions, end quote. So the law was perfectly justifiable, even though the technology doesn't work and no manufacturers make it. 
At that point, there were 967 models on the approved roster. Today, there's only 250 models left on the list. It's like a significant, hmm. like, yeah, that's a drop. You know, yeah. It's not that the companies aren't making them anymore, or not wanting to sell to California. The anti gun politicians in California are saying that any change in product production constitute as a new firearm and must comply with the micro stamping requirement to be approved. In other words, a small production change to improve a single part of the gun, like a subtle change to an extractor, will get the firearms struck from the approved list of firearms. Manufacturers can't make changes to guns that they sell in California or they won't be able to sell them anymore. Mm, That's that's where they get you. Exactly. The fact that the technology can be defeated by, like I said, a single piece of sandpaper doesn't matter at all to these lawmakers. What they have is effectively banned hundreds of guns. This is why like the current 2A cases coming up in the Supreme Court are so critical. The upcoming ruling on the New York rifle and pistol case will definitely give us a better idea of how the justices will vote on 2A cases. But I mean, it's pretty crazy to think like I constantly see on manufacturers like let's take Instagram, for example, when a company is like, hey, this new gun came out and people are like, yeah, cool. Why don't you, you know. Why don't you submit it for the roster in California? Well, oh, okay. Well, I live in California. I can't get it. And like all these people complain. They think it's the manufacturer's fault, but it's not. It's actually like the politicians in California and the fact that they're making these requirements. I mean, nobody even has the technology to do these like micro stamp, whatever the hell that they are requiring. Right. That's so stupid. Like Not only that, there's a few things in there that's really dumb. Like... The mechanism to prevent firing when mm-hmm. the mag isn't present. I, I have a gun that does that. It's a Smith and Wesson 1.0, mm-hmm. and the like. Good on that company for seeing that. Like, wow, that's really dumb. We're just going to get rid of that in the second mm-hmm. version of this because it's useless. There's no benefit to it. I know. In fact, it actually hurts you because, like, for someone who isn't smart enough to say, "Oh, I should clear this firearm," they're like, "Oh, there's no mag present." Well, it's a safety device. We all know those can fail. Mm-hmm. And secondarily, it keeps you from dry firing. So you have to have a mag in it to dry fire. So now, like, you can't just oh. do like chamber you know mag well. I didn't even think about that. Yep. I didn't even think about that. So, so, like, even in my classes, I've taught people, I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, you're your biggest safety. And in my opinion, the more safeties a gun has, the more room for error. And I'm like, yeah, cool. So it won't fire the magazine out. So if there's one in the chamber, but I'm like, people just need to educate themselves and know how to clear the gun freaking properly. But let's say the gun's just like seeded out just a little bit, or I'm sure when you guys were doing your training and magazines were knocking out, you couldn't shoot that last round while you're doing a mag change. Right. It's definitely, I think it's, it's stupid. I don't know. I don't think that they should create guns like that. No, me either. Chamber indicators, I'm 50 cents one way or the other. I don't yeah, think it should that be mandatory. Yeah. But if it has one, cool, it has one. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, the chamber indicator, yeah. too, is like weird because it depends on where the chamber indicator is. If there's one in, you know, the chamber and that little bar goes up. But like sometimes like in the back, you know, if it's like striker fire, there's like a little dot that sticks out. But that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that it's loaded. It just means that the trigger is like charged. The striker is pulled back. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. So it yeah, it doesn't always necessarily mean that it's actually loaded. Yeah, it's it's dumb. Mm-hmm. I I agree. There, I I'm fifty cents. Like I said, I'm halfway one way, halfway the other. I don't carry the way. One yeah. thing I do care about is people who know nothing about guns making rules. I know on guns. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's so infuriating. 
All right. I'm moving forward to Franklin Armory. Dusty, have you guys shot in binary mode using like Franklin yes. Armory? I've I've done it once and it was sick. Doesn't it make you want to change out all of your triggers and just put Franklin Armory triggers in them? They're amazing. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. Because for okay. before I signed them as a sponsor, I actually got some time behind, you know, the trigger on them. I honestly thought that, you know, the binary triggers that you could only shoot in binary mode. I didn't know that you had the option like, okay, you can shoot in binary mode if you want. You can shoot in semi-auto if you're feeling it, or you could just put it on safe. And actually, if you, let's say you're shooting in binary mode and you press the trigger, a round comes out. When you release the trigger, a round will come out. But in order to stop that, let's say you decide you don't want to shoot, just flip it on safe and it cancels that shot. There you go. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's so many options. So I'm like, you're not just committed to only shooting binary. So if you want to go to the range and you're like, hey, I only have 20 rounds. I want to make it count. I don't want to just do a mag dump. Then you can shoot it in semi-auto mode. And really the trigger. So, yeah, I'm a trigger snob. It's not like, you know, a trigger tech trigger in it, which trigger tech is like one of my favorite triggers. They're just like stupid expensive. But it's, you know, it's definitely I'd say it's better than your typical mil spec trigger. So I'm like, I don't know. I honestly think the one I shot was two stage still. Yeah. Well, all of them are two stage. All of them have that option so that you don't have to only shoot in binary. You could also do semi. And that's why I love about Franklin Armory. And then also I'm like kind of addicted to shooting in binary because there's this like rhythm that you get down. It takes a Mm. second because you're just like, okay, wait, what just happened? Because it's not like, okay, I'm just going to pull back on that trigger and, you know, it's weird because the minute you release your finger from the trigger, then it shoots around two. And so it's like, but you really have to get the rhythm where it's almost kind of like, I almost hate to like compare the two, but it's almost like, uh, what is it called? What was the thing that they banned? Oh, bump stock. I think I know where you're going. Yeah. I think it's a bump stock. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're using a bump stock, like obviously you need rhythm for that. So that it'll go back and forth and, you know, shoot rapidly. So that's kind of how it is with binary. It takes some, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but I'm like, it's like a recoil reset. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. I love it. Like I can't get enough of it. I just want all the binary triggers in my guns. And I just wish that they made them for like everything. So you are kind of limited. They have one for NAK, which I'm getting. They have one for a 22. There's some PCCs, obviously the HK. Um, They make them for a lot of B&T guns. So pretty cool. But anyways, guys, if you want to get a Franklin Armory trigger, you can use the code AVA. That's A-V-A. And you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And that is FranklinArmory.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. All right. So, Dusty, there's no questions submitted today, which is kind of good because you wanted to talk about training and you asked the question, do you think learning from a competitive shooter can help you be a better defensive shooter? And I'm curious to see what your answer is. I think it's completely yes. And the reason why I think that is recently I've spent a lot of time with competitive shooters Mm -hmm. and we actually filmed a whiskey Wednesday on this with a competitive shooter. It's me and Jared Clinton. He's a grandmaster and he's very young. He's 22 years old. And we talked about the pros and cons to competitive shooting 
when you get into this, like looking at how it affects your defensive shooting. Mm -hmm. And what it really comes down to is the fundamentals are all the same Mm -hmm. with the exception of a few things. Like you're not going to just like blast out in the middle of an opening if you're clearing a house to shoot all the targets. But the idea of looking for targets to shoot, making sure that you're thinking during shooting and what you're doing and you're not just, you know, trigger prep squeeze, like you can get all the fundamentals down to the point that you can think about other things. That's what we really have come to determine makes for a competitive shooter, uh, makes them a better defensive shooter. So that's my thoughts. I what do you t- think? I totally agree. I think actually the closest that you'll get to defensive shooting and practicing that would be IDPA. I yeah. know. So IDPA is like, they have like all these rules and it's kind of stupid. Like, I don't know when I went, it was like the people that like ran the organization that I was just like, kind of like, you know, pushed me off. Like they were just like, well, your belt needs to be this and your shirt needs to come down, uh-huh. you know, so many inches. And they were like super funny about it. But what I liked about it is that you have to remain like when you're taking cover, you have to shoot from cover. Whereas like, you know, USPCA, like you don't, you just have to shoot behind a certain line. or So you're not really yep. practicing shooting behind cover, but I still think that you can take, you know, all of that and apply it to a self-defense situation. And absolutely, I think it's really important to train when you're under like stress and mm-hmm. training, you know, competitively, like when you're doing these stages, it is stressful. You know, I mean, the buzzer yeah. goes off and you're like, okay, I need a, you also need to like plan it out. Like sometimes you look at the stages and you're like, all right, so if I have to shoot so many rounds, so I have so many rounds in my magazine. So at this stage, if I shoot accurately, I'm going to do a mag change here. I'm going to, you know, and it's like, there's, there's yeah. a lot of thought that goes into it. So I totally agree. And yeah, I think your brain has to be turned on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. And I would say it's really, it's, I mean, if you guys are looking to increase your training, instead of getting like private instruction from an instructor, once you get the fundamentals down and you're, you know, like, pretty good behind, you know, your gun, your AR handgun, shotgun, whatever, like look into, will they have like pistol only competitions or they do three gun, but I would look into that because that'll definitely take you from the next level from just shooting, you know, point blank, Mm. staring at a target to move and shoot and really, you know, like thinking under stress. And it's a good community too. You don't have to go there being worried about people being like, oh, it's a new shooter. Screw them. They're going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. IWI. Do you have any experience with IWI products? Yeah, actually, we work pretty closely with IWI. They carry our century strap on their website with extensions. What? That's what you need for their Travor. What? I didn't even know that. And I bet you your gun funny uh, it, it'll, 15 it'll oh, work. would probably work. It does. Yeah. It works on all the accessories. So yeah. Okay. So interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. And you make it for the Tavor. Yeah. It's not made just for the Tavor, but it works for the Tavor, right? So yeah. the extension is just a it's, a, it's an extension. It's a little Velcro component that lets you put the sentry strap around the massive handguards or around like the thick portion of the Tavor or like a scar. So that's the benefit in that. And so IWI has decided that they're going to carry the center strap, but they need to make sure it works with all of their guns. So 
they added the extensions to it. Nice. I really yeah. like it. And then is the Ford like the only gun that you guys have uh, experience with or have you kind of tested all of their products? Um, so a few of our friends have a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we go to shoots, we shoot, you know, you, you pick up every gun just to make sure you felt it and played with it. Totally. And I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed their guns. Yeah. Yeah. I think they yeah. make some really awesome guns. I'm working on getting a Tavor right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have one. I actually wanted the SBR Tavor, but I guess a lot yes. of companies don't really make a ton of SBRs just because it's easier for the people once they get it than to form mm-hmm. it into an SBR. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get the SBR Tavor, so let's just get a regular Tavor. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. So if you guys want to check out their stuff, all their cool guns. Also, today, they just announced that they are coming out with a Masada Slim pistol. I don't know a ton about it. Mm-hmm. I've not gotten my hands on it. It may not even come out until end of summer, early fall. But they posted a picture on Instagram and I guess Facebook kind of giving you guys a sneak peek of what it's going to look like. And it looks pretty freaking awesome. If you want to check that stuff out, head on over to IWI.us and use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, and that's going to get you 15% off, including the strap that Neomag makes. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today's Tacti Talk, Lingal Industries APC9 Lower. Lingal Industries. I wonder if they're lingal. I don't know. Doesn't that kind of just remind you of like a food that like Ikea would sell? <laughs> lingal? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. It's just kind of, okay. Brugger and Thornet. So B&T, how you guys would know. Their APC9K is an awesome 9mm subgun. But one thing that you might not like about it is the original lower only uses B&T mags, which can they could be hard to get. B&T has also come out with the Glock and the P320 compatible lowers for it. The nice thing is the upper is the serialized portion, so you can swap out lowers all day long without doing paperwork. That's Lingle cool. Industries recently came out with an even better lower that accepts now Scorpion mags. And okay. it's made from aluminum, unlike the original polymer lowers. And let's face it, Scorpion mags, those are super easy to get. I know Manicore Arms makes some ETS. I mean, they're all over the place and they're like 15 bucks, you know, typically, if not even less. They come with a Strike Industry Scorpion mag release and you can order them stripped or complete. If you order them stripped and you want to finish them yourself, all you need is the BNT takedown pins and the rest of the parts are standard AR components. That means the trigger, the safety and the grip, you can all you know, customize that depending on your preference. They also have ambi bolt lock release and the receivers are finished in FDE Cerakote. Not only does it give you a good mag option, but they also allow you to pick your trigger grip and more. So it definitely opens up the options to customize your APC-9, which Franklin Armory is actually sending me an APC-9 with their trigger in it. And I believe Franklin Armory is the only company... Well, I don't want to say only company, but I know that they work very closely with B&T and they have their triggers. Like you can buy the actual APC-9 complete with their triggers in it, which is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. And I mean, I don't mind changing out the triggers. It's really no big deal, but it just makes it so much easier when the gun already comes with it. Yeah. I I like that it's all aluminum too. I know. Yeah, definitely. 
For the complete lowers, they run $535, or for the stripped, it's $360. Definitely interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good price, actually. Mm-hmm. GSM Outdoors. Every time I check out Cold Steel's website, it's like going down the rabbit hole of blades. You can literally spend hours browsing. They've got so many knives, swords, just a bunch of other stuff. They have tons of great everyday carry knives to choose from, even as low as $25. But they also have high-end ones too. The Japanese-style short samurai knives, throwing knives, all kinds of folders, lots of bigger hunting and outdoor knives as well. They have like tomahawks and axes. Or if you're into swords, they have tons of swords, both historical and modern-inspired Basically, if you're looking for something stabby, they've got you covered. Check them out at coldsteel.com. Remember, like all of the GSM Outdoor brands, use the code GUNFUNNY20, and that's going to get you 20% off. And I will let you guys know that after this month, I'm not going to be renewing them. So if you guys have been putting it off and there's something that you want to get from Walkers, Birchwood Casey, Cold Steel, GPS Bags, TextMat, or True Glow, definitely use that code now because... I'm not sure if it's going to expire once they're no longer advertising on the show. Today's AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. Fake cop pulls over a real cop. Dusty, have you ever gotten so trashed that you decided to act like a cop and pull over a real cop? <laughs> I wish. That would be the best story ever. All right. I'm, I read this and I was just like, what? Okay, so last month, a Monterey County man said he wanted to warn an officer about dangers of drunk driving. He's not a cop and he was drunk at the time. The man used a like police type lights to pull over another driver that happened to be an off-duty police sergeant. Clement Martinez had activated his flashing red and blue lights in the grill of his Chevrolet Malibu to pull over the officer in the town of Greenfield shortly after 3 a.m. on March 6th. The officer pulled over, but then Martinez didn't get out of his car and he drove away. The sergeant followed him while calling Greenfield police and Martinez was arrested in front of his own house about three blocks away. Martinez was found to have a blood alcohol level of 0.10%. He was also driving with a license suspended because prior driving under the influence convictions, five of them going back to 2012. Freaking five of them. That's crazy. Martinez reportedly told the arresting officer that he pulled over the sergeant with the intent of warning him against driving while intoxicated. (laughs) Martinez pleaded no contest to felony drunk driving and impersonating a police officer and will receive a stipulated two-year prison sentence. Like, what an idiot. I mean, look, we've all been there. We've done some stupid things while drunk. Me, personally, not as of late because I'm getting older and like, oh, man, the other day I had a glass. No, well, I had three glasses of wine and they were small glasses. I was drinking out of like a plastic cup. So it was this event. They had cheap wine. It was like the 19 crimes wine. Have you seen that? Like Snoop Dogg has one. And actually, it's kind of interesting because if you download the app and you scan over the labels, the people on the labels will move. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah. recommend buying the wine because it, it's not great. And it gave me a hangover for like legit two days straight. Only three glasses. But when you're at the liquor store, you know, just download the app and it's kind of cool. 
But anyways, only had three glasses of wine. I was at an event, finished drinking by like 7 p.m. And in the middle of the night, I woke up so freaking hungover. The next morning, threw up. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot, I can't hang at all. <laughs> I can't, like I have one drink. That's why I'm like, oh, that's cool that you guys can do Whiskey Wednesdays. I wouldn't last more than like one Whiskey Wednesday and be like, well, I'm never doing that again. I mean, it obviously does affect, you know, the quality of the liquor. Like for me, the better, sure. you know, better quality, less hangover. But still, I just, I don't know what it is anymore. I just cannot drink to save my life. And it is That's what funny. it is, I guess. But we've, we've done a few Whiskey Wednesdays where we neglected to eat lunch first. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a problem. <laughs> I know. I know. That's. I know. I think that that's actually what happened to me as well is because the event that I went to, it started at like 430. And so mm. I typically, I don't know, maybe I had like a late breakfast, like I'll eat at like 12. So maybe it's lunch. And then I don't eat until like later on that evening. So I didn't have dinner and it had been a few hours. So I'm thinking that's also what happened. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. All right. But no, I've never been so blasted that I tried to pull over a cop. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. If anything, well, yeah, we'll just stop it off at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Last advertiser, Manicore Arms. If you have a CZ Brentu or the 805, definitely head on over to Manicore Arms right now. They're having a huge sale. Um, I believe right now all of their parts are on sale for 50% off. So definitely the perfect time to bring those guns to a new level. Add some accessories for the Brentu. There's the Picatinny mounting block, which lets you use any Picatinny stock or brace on sale. Only $49.99 for the Bren 805. There's the M-Lock forend to mount your accessories and provide a more comfortable forend than the factory version. These are on sale for only $39.95. And then also the safety selectors, they're only $14.95, which obviously gives you a more comfortable rounded lever that's longer. So the safety is easier to operate and a lot more comfortable. Check these out with all the other great accessories that they offer at manicorearms.com. Remember to use the code AvaRocks15, all one word, and that's going to give you 15% off. And normally around this time, I'd be like, hey guys, we're going to read iTunes reviews and we're going to give away a prize pack. But guess what? You guys didn't leave an iTunes review. So guess that's this is just awkward we're just gonna sit here in silence and uh in five minutes we're gonna move on just kidding just kidding i have places to be (laughs) same with peaches dusty i'm sure you do you got to go help greg lunch to eat yeah there you go so ava to top that awkward five minutes of silence how about instead we give away some alias products we'll give away the receivers all of them the hard mount, the belt mount, the Velcro mount, and a couple of clips to go on all their holsters to anyone who leaves an awesome review or to the best review or whoever you choose. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So obviously there's only going to be one winner guys. So, you know, step your game (laughs) up, leave a review, and then I will have the next guest pick the winner. So that way it's not, you know, Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I usually do is I usually have the guest pick the winner. So, all right, cool. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. I'm sure listeners are going to love that. All right, guys. So you can find me at gunfunny.com. If you want to become a Patreon and have access to our Patreon only Facebook group, you could do so by just going to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link and become a Patreon. 
Also, Blown Deadline, he's giving away a $300 giveaway to a lucky patron each month, which reminds me we actually have to draw a lucky winner now for last month. And I wanted to thank the $25 Patreons. Those people are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran, 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, and Melissa Ridings. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow. Dusty, I appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing over at Neomag. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find your products and follow you guys on social media? Yeah, so you can find our products at www.theneomag.com. And you can find us on Instagram. Just look up the Neomag. And we are looking forward to hearing from you because we're all one big family. There you go. And then also, can you just remind people once again where that code is so that they can get free shipping? Yeah, so the code is GUNFUNNY, and then that will get you free shipping on all of your orders. Okay, great. All right, on that note, we are out of here. I will see you guys next week.